0: Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Karambas of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up.
1: So glad you're with us today on the Three Martini Lunch. Chad Benson, host of the Chad Benson Show right here at the Radio America Network, is in for the vacationing Jim Garrity. We've got good, bad, and crazy martinis for conservatives today. And Chad, let's start. By the way, that lady that tends your bar also happens to be very familiar with the Chad Mansion <laughs> show. I have heard some of the intros to the various segments of your show, and yes, uh, <laughs> they sound they sound quite similar. You know, she does a good job. And she does a great job. She does a great job. So let's talk about really rich people and paying lots of taxes here, because that's pretty much Elizabeth Warren's plan to pay for what she admits will be fifty-two trillion dollars over ten years to get her. Medicare for all into place. You've got folks on both sides of the aisle going, "Uh, I don't think you can raise that kind of money just by taxing billionaires. And she's going, oh, yeah, 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 I think we can. Uh, Well, let's hear from a billionaire. His name is Bill Gates. Perhaps you've heard of him. He's uh, one of the co-founders of Microsoft, one of the richest men on the planet. Uh, He was speaking at a, believe, a New York Times event uh, being quizzed by a fellow from CNBC. Bill Gates was talking about what a wealth tax would mean for him, for really rich people, for incentives, and all sorts of other things. Here's what he said: I've
0: uh, paid over 10 billion in taxes. I paid more uh, than anyone in taxes. Uh, but I, you know, I'm glad to have paid. You know, if I'd had to pay 20 billion, it's fine. Uh, but you know, when you say I should pay 100 billion, okay, then I'm starting to do a little math about. Uh, what I have left over. Sorry. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, So you really want the incentive system to be there and you can go a long ways without threatening that. Have you ever talked to Elizabeth Warren about before? I've not. Would you? Would you want to? You know, I'm not sure how open minded she is uh, uh, or that she'd even be willing to sit down with somebody, you know, who has uh, large amounts of money.
1: So CNBC ended up talking about this, including the same guy who was asking the questions there. And they got a response from Elizabeth Warren on Twitter and then talked about what Bill Gates' tax bill would look like. Well, we might be brokering the piece here because now Senator Warren says she would be willing to meet uh, with Bill Gates. She tweeted last night, I'm always happy to meet with people, even if we have different views. Bill Gates, if we get the chance, I'd love to explain exactly how much you'd pay under my wealth tax. I promise it's not a hundred billion dollars. Um, some others, by the way, have done the math on an annual basis. It would be an additional probably six billion dollars right. uh, on his uh, current wealth, depending In- on including the capital gains piece of the wealth tax. Um, it might be a to- He might be paying total of a twelve billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounds to me like he already may be paying close to six billion as as it is on, it is, on yeah. an annual basis. So it would be an additional six billion, give give or take a couple billion uh, here or there. $12 billion a year in taxes, Chad. Give or take a billion, because, you know, who can really count at that point? So what do you make of all this?
0: You know, the insanity. I went through, and the uh, New York Times actually has a great keep-it-simple-stupid thing showing with these little bouncing balls what it would cost and how she goes about getting this and one of the things that she proposes is actually capital gains not when you exit the market and take but on an annual basis yes you want me to pay taxes on something i've not actually realized yet that's insane you know what that does for investment take away bill gates just look across the board what do you think that does for investment in the marketplace the thing i always laugh about People like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and a lot of other people is they scream and yell about the people that are the wealthiest, you know, the Wall Street people and and the Bill Gates of the world. and, And nobody should have that kind of nobody should have that kind of money. And yet at the same time, they're the greediest of all because they want everybody else's money to pay for everybody else's things because they think it's great. At some point in time, you start adding that 12 billion up. It may not be 100 billion, but over time, it's 100 billion. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean,
1: if he's paying $12 billion a year in taxes, what does that take? It takes about eight, nine years to, to get up to $100 billion. It doesn't take long at all.
0: And that's exactly it. I don't think she thinks it would be $100 billion, like, like, really, you think it's $100 billion the first year? No. He's looking at it, and the reality is over your five, ten-year plan, he'll be paying so much money. And I think that is a lot of what they want. They want to bleed them out till there's nothing And we can all finally share in the misery that is the misery of socialism. Uh, And we'll never be Venezuela. I never buy into any of that stuff. But where they would like to take us is where they thought Venezuela was going to go. Before it went to hell in a handbasket.
1: That's pretty much right. And uh, if the really rich people, and I don't know about you, Chad, I've never gotten a job from a poor person, but uh, fairly rich people are usually the ones that create businesses, create jobs. uh, And if you remove the incentives, and that's what Gates was talking about there, remove the incentives to keep doing what they're doing. All of a sudden, then Bernie Sanders is uh, or Elizabeth Warren is uh, going to have to create somehow millions and millions of jobs in clean energy or whatever magical industry they think they're going to create to uh, actually employ people once they kill fossil fuels and everything. Uh, and that's how ultimately the government ends up dictating everything you do.
0: Yeah. And, you know, what's funny is politicians get jobs from poor people all the time because who do you think ends up putting in positions right. of power? So in, in, in a way, no, you and I haven't, right? Somebody, you know, I, I work 16, 18 hours a day. Uh, I put in my dues. I do the things that I do. You work hard. Somebody else has given us opportunities to do these things because they've worked hard and they've put their necks on the line. But politicians, no, they are employed in many cases by people who, quite frankly, are there because they want something from them. They want a better life and they don't think they can credit themselves. So darn it, go make it equal and fair for us. Chad,
1: exit question on this one. Which do you think, from the Bill Gates statement, is more damaging for Elizabeth Warren? The pie-in-the-sky math and how much she's going to be fleecing not just rich people, but ultimately if she really wants to pay for all this, she's going to have to tax pretty much everyone else. Or the fact that Bill Gates uh, essentially said, ah, I might be willing to talk to her, but I don't really think she has an open mind about much of anything.
0: Yeah, well, she, well I think that's the perfect example. She said she's willing to talk, but... Because you're willing to talk doesn't mean you're open, mi- you're, you're open enough to changing your mind. If somebody who's come in and become the most successful person, essentially, in the history of mankind, she's not going to listen. Because you're one vote. You're not going to persuade me to do anything. I want your money. That's what I want. And that is the reality of it. Because I've got a lot of other mouths to feed. And I'm going to get it from you. And I know that if they sat down in a room for hours and he could show her that, look, it's tried everywhere else and it's failed. You're going to try it here. And what you're going to do is you're going to see a market that tumbles. You're going to see investment dry up and go elsewhere. And all for chasing something that you say everybody else has because they're greedy. You're going to find out what greed looks like.
1: Yeah. Flexibility, compromise, common ground. Those aren't the first terms that come to mind when I think of Elizabeth Warren or most politicians for that matter. Or most politicians. Let's (laughs) be real. Yes, exactly. So uh, even if they do get together, don't expect a lot of new wrinkles in the uh, Elizabeth Warren Medicare for all plan. But there is something that can be done about the actual wrinkles that some of us deal with on a daily basis. So picture your face in the mirror, or if you're not cruising down the highway right now, look in an actual mirror. Do you see All those wrinkles around your eyes. Maybe you got some crow's feet or maybe even some large bags under the eyes. Now, let's create some happy thoughts here and imagine they're gone. Not talking about some risky, expensive surgery. I'm talking about these things being gone in just minutes. And the reason is Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in
0: just minutes. If these are some of the issues you're dealing with,
1: Plexiderm is the edge you've been looking
0: for. You don't believe it, put it to the test, and you're going to see the results, right? You really, really were. You're not going to have to look back, you know, and go, oh, you're going to look 10 years younger, rejuvenated. Simply put, you're going to be blown away by the results. Plexiderm can give you confidence, and you're going to need that because you're going to be looking so good. You'll need to be yourself at work or out with your friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear, so nobody knows you're going to be wearing it. But it gets even better. Go to triplexiderm.com no. and use
1: our promo code MARTINI for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% Ooh. off plus an additional 10 bucks off. Come on. This offer is also available by calling... and mentioning the code Martini. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit tryplexiderm.com today. That's T-R-Y-P-L-E-X-A-D-E-R-M. And use the code Martini at checkout. That's tryplexiderm.com. All right, Chad, let's talk about some other issues uh, related to the human body, Uh, not just eliminating wrinkles, uh, but uh, what kind of makes us unique. And that's our DNA, the DNA profile that uh, you can't avoid if you're a criminal or if you're trying to avoid paternity or whatever it is. DNA is used in a lot of different ways now. Uh, Solving crime, certainly one of them. But now... Uh, the privacy of your DNA could very much be at risk. Uh, This is courtesy of MSN. For police officers around the country, the genetic profiles that 20 million people have uploaded to consumer DNA sites represent a tantalizing resource that could be used to solve cases both new and cold. But for years, the vast majority of the data have been off limits to investigators. The two largest sites, Ancestry.com and 23andMe, have long pledged to keep their users' genetic information private and a smaller one, GED Match, severely restricted police access to its records this year. Last week, however, a Florida detective announced at a police convention that he had obtained a warrant to penetrate GED Match and search its full database of nearly one million users. Legal experts said this appeared to be the first time a judge had approved such a warrant and that the development could have profound implications for genetic privacy. Aaron Murphy, law professor at New York University, says that's a huge game changer. The company made a decision to keep law enforcement out, and that's been overridden by a court. It's a signal that no genetic information can be safe. Uh, Chad, uh, a lot of folks have said uh, over the years that uh, if you throw out your DNA to these companies, you never know for sure what's going to end up happening with it. So not only could your DNA end up being compromised, your family members who want to keep their DNA private are exposed as well because... They can pretty much link you to the family members that have used this sort of service. So what do you make of uh, law enforcement opening the potentially the Pandora's box here?
0: Well, it's going to be open and it's not just DNA. I mean, if you look around, I mean, they're working on stuff like when we talk about with facial recognition and all of this stuff. The weird thing is, is George Orwell, and the whole 1984, we've opted into everything now. We've opted into it. it it's too late. Technology is at a place where it, it's too late and privacy is is that that right there. You want to talk about the currency of the future? It's going to be privacy and trying to get off a grid. And that's going to be the toughest thing to do. And when you look at this, you knew it was a matter of time. And a lot of people thought it was fun and neat. And even companies that did this, they probably didn't think about the, the ramifications down the road. But they're here, and it's not just this. It's everything. Facial recognition, you name it. I'm telling you, the currency of the future is going to be privacy.
1: Unbelievable. So what can we do? Is it just a matter of somehow finding a way off a grid? Somebody creates a private motive for that? Or is it just a matter of coming to grips with the fact that privacy is essentially a thing of the past?
0: You know, I think what you're going to have to do and I think what we're going to have to do in the future is start to craft laws in such a way that will protect us more from things like this that's overreach. Knowing things are out there is one thing. Uh, it's now trying to prevent them because people aren't going to want to not do something like this. This is Look, I had mine done. It was interesting. It was fun. I found out things I never knew. I don't want to miss out on that, but I also don't want things used against me or anybody else. Or, or And so it's going to be like a lot of things. Laws are going to come later. It's this, and that's the way it is in so many ways. We we're creating things like with driverless cars. The reality is we're not set up law wise for those kind of things. Technology and stuff like this is advancing fast, and then we're able to do stuff. And it's going to be, unfortunately, the lawmakers who are going to have to find ways to craft things that will protect people so you still can participate without having to say, okay, I need to live in a trailer far, far away, off the grid completely, and because uh, we don't want that. That's, 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 that's nuts.
1: Yeah, well, it is nuts. But uh, whenever the government sees an open door, they generally tend to not just tap it open; they tend to kick it open. And uh, then we're relying on the government to actually restrain itself, which is not a good position to be in. But uh,
0: no, no, you, and lo- and look at look around the country. I mean, nowadays, you, you know, if you if you you say I don't want a breathalyzer, they've got courts on hand to go and get a warrant to take your blood and do the. I mean, there's so many things now, and that's why it's finding the right people to put in place to find protections for individuals and and for groups and for 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 everything but know this in so many ways we've given up a lot of this because we want to enjoy all of these things and because of that we we got excited about it without thinking about any other ramifications that may come down the road
1: that little phone in our hands, although it's not so little anymore, depending on what version you have, uh, that's probably stealing more of our privacy than uh, anything that's happening yeah. with the DNA. Uh, I mean, they're talking but,
0: about, uh, was it Alexa right now, Greg, that, that, is, that may be the key witness in a uh, murder case? I mean, here it is. We've opted into this world, and we're we, we, there. there's craziness that goes with it and some troubles and some things to be worried about. Absolutely. But we're also able to get amazing things uh out of it and you know we you've got to balance it life has trade offs and what uh, what are we willing to trade off this is
1: completely unrelated but how do you cross examine alexa I'd be fascinated to see how
0: that works. That's that is. I'm not quite sure how they do that, but they're going to try to figure something out because they think Alexa may have recorded what went on, or if there was that person who did something inside of the place that night that that thing happened. And uh, so that'll be, you know, it's not even so much about cross-examining. Did you? Was there a person in here? Was that person this person? Did you record any of that? Because we know you're recording everything.
1: Yes, exactly. I guess it's kind of like the modern version of the uh, the phone call that got misinterpreted in The Fugitive, where uh, she was yes, calling out exactly. her husband to help her, and well, I don't want to give it away, because it's only been out for 25 years, and the TV show's only been out for 50-some, so I don't I don't want to tell you whether Richard Kimball's guilty, but... Uh, He's not. <laughs> it's a one-armed dude. All right, well, let's talk about some more good news, and that's 4Patriots, where you can find them at 4 martini, and find all the great deals, including getting a free solar panel with the purchase of the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. satisfaction guaranteed. Visit 4patriots.com slash martini to get your Patriot Power Generator 2000X with the free solar panel included. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $97. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to the number 4patriots.com slash martini. That's 4patriots.com slash martini. All right, well... We won't have to worry about this for much longer, uh, Chad, because one of the, the big ideas that the left is coming up with now is fewer people on the planet. So if we just knock a few off, they won't have their privacy concerns to worry about anymore. And basically, the Green New Deal is yesterday's news because, yeah, you can reorganize your economy, you can stop fossil fuels, you can end airplane travel, kill all the cows, doesn't matter we need to have fewer people on the planet. Let's start with Bloomberg on this. More than 11,000 experts from around the world are calling for a critical addition to the main strategy of dumping fossil fuels for renewable energy. There needs to be far fewer humans on the planet. Quote, we declare with more than 11,000 scientists signatories from around the world, Clearly and unequivocally that planet Earth is facing a climate emergency, the scientists wrote in a stark warning published Tuesday in the journal Bioscience. The scientists make specific calls for policymakers to quickly implement systemic change to energy, food and economic policies. But they go one step further into the politically fraught territory of population control from their actual paper now. Economic and population growth are among the most important drivers of increases in CO2 emissions from fossil fuel combustion. Therefore, we need bold and drastic transformation regarding economic and population policies. Still increasing by roughly 80 million people per year or more than 200,000 per day, the world population must be stabilized and ideally gradually reduced within a framework that ensures social integrity. There are proven and effective policies that strengthen human rights while lowering fertility rates and lessening the impacts of population growth on emissions and biodiversity loss. These policies make family planning services available to all people, remove barriers to their access, and achieve full gender equity. Now, this issue has entered the political uh, realm for 2020. Uh, A few weeks back, At a climate change town hall on CNN, which I'm sure all of you watched, Uh, Bernie Sanders was asked this question by a population control activist, and uh, he was totally on board. Human population growth has more than doubled in the past 50 years. The planet cannot sustain this growth. I realize this is a poisonous topic for politicians, but it's crucial to face. Empowering women and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? Well, Martha, the answer is yes. And the answer has everything to do with the fact that women in the United States of America, by the way, have a right to control their own bodies and make reproductive decisions. And the Mexico City Agreement, which denies American aid to those organizations around the world, that are uh, that allow women to have abortions or even get involved uh, in birth control to me is totally absurd. So I think, especially in poor countries around the world, uh, where women do not necessarily want to have large numbers of babies, and where they can have the opportunity through birth control to control the number of kids they have, something I very very strongly uh, support. So Chad, we've got a lot of more rational experts, I would argue pointing out the fact that we're not having enough kids right now to to make up for the people that are dying off. Uh, The left sees this as a good thing, and of course, more abortion is the solution to everything.
0: Except for one thing they leave out. When you don't have enough to replace and you have to import, which is, in theory, what is going on, A, who's going to fight your wars? B, who's going to work to make money to pay taxes to care for the generation? And you can't pay for everything if there's nobody to pay for everything. And they forget those kind of things. It's the insanity of some of this stuff, the absurdity. And I sit back and I just shake my head and I think to myself, you know, we hear it all the time. There was 500 scientists that sent a letter to the U.N. Most people have no idea. The same day that Greta Thunberg gave her impassioned speech about the world coming to an end. It's everybody else's fault, but, you know, theirs. And they just said, you know, this climate science stuff. It, it, it's, it's, and these are all climatologists and 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 people like that. They're like, it's insane. None of you are, none of you are living in a real world. There's no nothing is going on that isn't part of just nature. And it nobody covered it. This is what hysteria looks like. And what I get frustrated with is, I'm not a a, a climate denier. I think you can't have seven billion people on a planet and not have some sort of effect. My thing is, I also think it's part of nature, but at the same time, what the alarmists, especially these young kids and a lot of these other people don't see, is it is a political tool for them to get more power and to change things. It's not really about fixing the planet, saving more penguins. They use that as, uh, this is what's going to be my lost leader to get you in. It's like buy one, get one free.
1: Well, 11,000 people have signed on to this. They're scientists. They're experts. Well, this Malthusian nonsense has been spouted for centuries now about how we couldn't possibly have enough food on the planet to feed all these people, but somehow we keep feeding the vast majority of them, and if we distributed things better, uh, we certainly have enough to feed everyone. And so when uh, you hear the, well, the consensus on climate change is this, and now you've got 11,000 pushing this crap... Uh, it makes you wonder what the other uh, folks who are being touted as experts are are really saying.
0: You know, it's funny, Greg. It's like I have yet to meet a conservative who walks around and go, "Hey, you know what'd be great is if we poisoned the planet and we poisoned the water and nobody had it lead everywhere and that we couldn't go outside." <laughs> I've yet to meet anybody, ever, 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 <laughs> ever who said that. The difference is, is how do we get there in a way that's better? I want to get off fossil fuels. I want stuff. Man, I I scream nuclear all the time. I want a better planet. I want these animals, uh, which most species at some point in time, and it probably will be our time at some point in time, regardless of what we do, die off. That's just the reality, and that's nature. And I always say it on my show, nature will mess you up. Mother nature will decide when she's have enough of us. When she's done, she'll let us know. This is what nature does. That's the reality of it. And this is about politics. It's not about the actual environment. I'm not saying they're environmentalists, not they care, absolutely they are. But the politicians who get behind it, it's about a political movement and changing far more than this. It's about using the West and the successes of the West to essentially do the things that they want to do And I don't think they understand it. And by the way, population control, you talked about it. The West, you know, even parts of the East, they ain't having kids. So if you're talking about population control, you better look at other places. And when you're talking about that, that's people of color. Are you going to do that? Are you going to say stuff like, oh, well, no, no, you won't. You want to kill Whitey. Let's be honest. Chad, it's
1: amazing stuff. Great to have you with us. And we'll talk again soon. All right, man. Hey, you have a good one. You too. Chad Benson, host of the Chad Benson Show, Radio America Network. I'm Greg Karumbas. uh, Jim Garrity, again, off on vacation. Glad you were with us today in the Three Martini Lunch. Don't forget, Plexiderm, great deal, 50% off, plus additional 10 bucks off. TryPlexiderm.com. And tune in Friday for the next Three Martini Lunch.